Hello and welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who made the choice to swap rigidity and impossibly high standards for joy, ease, and flow. Now I'm on a mission to boldly build an impactful, insanely successful business and to help other women do the same. So if you're ready to up-level and step into the next version of yourself, then join me as we commit to imperfectly designing the business and life of our dreams. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 97 of the All or Something Living podcast. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than my usual ones, but I just had a bright idea as I was going through my book that I am currently writing. Do I have a publisher? No. Will I have a publisher? Probably not. Will I self-publish it? Yes. Do I have a release date? No. I just felt like, well, okay, so I had already written a book. I think last year I finished the transcript for it. Uh, or the first, um, like the first draft of it or whatever. And it was about all or something eating. Like I just focused on eating. And that was back when I was really into nutrition and um, all of that stuff, which I still am. It's just not what I want to, like I love, I'm such a foodie. I love eating and I love cooking, but I don't necessarily love educating people on food and nutrition because I think that should be left up to a dietitian who has extensive knowledge and has done a lot of research, and that is not me, so I will leave that to the experts. And so instead, I was like, well, let me just talk about, let me write a book on the all or something lifestyle itself, like what brought me to this point and what exactly is the all or something lifestyle and what elements does it include? So the book that I'm writing is called All or Something Living, How I Stopped Chasing Perfectionism. What is it? Hold on. How I started ch- stopped chasing perfection and started building the life of my dreams. And so I know that a lot of people I talk to about the all or something living concept really love this idea. Um, and there are a lot of people I've noticed too. There's a hashtag on social media, on Instagram at least, that is the hashtag all or something because I was curious. And a lot of people are thinking that they coined the term. I um, I want to say I coined this back in 2016 was when I started saying all or something because the first time I said it, I was like, oh, this is really silly. Like, no, when I was trying to brand, when I was trying to come up with a, a brand for my coaching um, business. And so I was like, okay, well, all or something. Like, it just hit me one day and I was like, oh my gosh, what a great idea. And so this was like back in 2016. So I'm in the process of trying to trademark that statement because because like I said, a lot of people think that they came up with it. And I don't know if I'm the one, of course, you know, great ideas, great minds think alike, right? It's not like, I mean, this is why you have to trademark things like this, because different people can say the same word there, you know, um, I don't think it's such a far-fetched thing, but for me to, to completely turn it into a business and a lifestyle just feels so important because as somebody who is a recovering perfectionist and, you know, as if you know anything about recovering from addictions, um, obviously perfection is not the same as alcoholism, but it is something that I have to practice every single day. 
So I am, I think I'll always be a recovering perfectionist. And so having the concept of the all or something lifestyle and to turn it into a career and a coaching practice and a brand where I remind myself and others every single day, I just think feels so empowering and so good to remind ourselves that we live in such, and especially as women who have hormonal cycles, we live with such a cyclical nature, but everything that society teaches us is to go against that, to ignore your natural, um, your natural hunger and how much that fluctuates your moods. And like, you're supposed to be able to go to the same nine to five job Monday through Friday, no matter how you're feeling and just push through, even if you aren't feeling well. And so I just love the idea of really tuning into yourself and your needs and honoring those changes and those fluctuations versus feeling like you have to have the same exact pattern and structure day in and day out. That is when, when I try and do that, that's when I tend to fail the most and I feel the most guilty is when I don't honor those ebbs and flows and those fluctuations in those different parts of my life. And so I that's where I catch myself often. And that's where I was this morning when um, I woke up kind of feeling depressed and and recognizing through some reflection that part of that reason is because I am trying to stick to my usual routine and it's not working for where I am in my hormonal cycle. And so right now what I need is more flexibility, more creativity, more fun. Hence why I'm recording this podcast episode on a day where I don't normally record podcast episodes, but it is what came to me. It's the inspiration that came to me. And if I, if I didn't uh, recognize that and if I tried to hold myself back from that creative um, intuition or hit or whatever you like to call it, then I would, uh, I think if we all did that, if we all held ourselves back, oh, I think a lot of us do actually, you just feel like maybe you have this creative hit, but you're like, now's not the time for this because I'm supposed to be doing this and that. And so I want to make a habit of practicing, um, just honoring my creativity more often when it comes up because it, it's not always this way. There are times where my hormones are very into that structured, like how to, three reasons why, yada, 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 like that structure. And things work out well when I'm feeling that way. And like, you know, I can build my life around that and that works, but right now it doesn't work. And if I tried to be dogmatic and stick to that, I would just end up in bed depressed all day like I was this morning before I recognized that like, hey, I need to give myself some grace and some space to be creative. So all that being said, I just want to read you, this episode is going to be me reading you chapter one of my book, the All or Something Living book. Just to kind of hear your thoughts on it, like, should I keep going? Um, I'm actually a chapter and a half in now, but I just want to know if you're interested in this. Should I keep working on it? Should I try and finish the book and self-publish it and get it out into the world? Uh, I would love your feedback. You can come find me on Instagram. I'm at Lauren M. Kepler. And although I'm not active on Facebook anymore, I do actually still have Facebook Messenger and I do respond to messages there as well. Or if you're on my email list, you can hit reply to any of the messages that I've sent to you and just like say, hey, Lauren, I listened to your episode on 
your the chapter of your book and I really am interested I hope that you finish this book or mm, not really interested but thanks for <laughs> thanks for sharing um or whatever whatever you have to say so just let me know and if you're not on my email list but you want to be the easiest way to get there is by going to laurenkepler.com and on the home page you'll see a free audio training that you can sign up for now if you don't if you're not interested in that audio training you don't have to listen to it but signing up for that allows you to get weekly updates from me sometimes more often than weekly um, and yeah, and to be able to have direct access to me via email. All right, so let's just get into this and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see where it goes. All right, so chapter one is called When All or Nothing Just Isn't Working Anymore. Mom, I want to lose weight. I declared to my mom when I was just 14 years old. Actually, this wasn't the first time I had said those words, I had said them often. Being teased for my weight throughout my childhood had left me feeling like something was wrong with me. I assumed the solution would be found in fixing the problem. People didn't like me because I was overweight. I would lose weight and they'd like me. Simple, right? Well, kinda. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I did lose the weight. People did start accepting me. And the lesson I learned? Your weight determines your worth. Now, did I consciously recognize and say that out loud to myself? Nope, it was a message I internalized. And those are the most difficult to detect and get rid of, but I'm getting ahead of myself. At the age of 14, weight loss was easy. It wasn't something I had to work very hard for, and I didn't feel super deprived from food or anything. All I did was work out to a yoga Lotties video three times a week, which is a mixture of yoga and Pilates, not to be confused with the modern P.O. or P.I.O. I don't know how to pronounce that. I also just ate less, which I know sounds vague, but I just did. I kept the weight off for a majority of my teenagehood, and I didn't really have to think about it. Even my best friend and I joined the track team and stopped at McDonald's after many practices and shared three supersized fries that we dumped out onto a tray. Food just wasn't something I thought much of at the time, and moving my body often was just a habit that I built. Even though obsessing over food wasn't my norm at this time in life, there is one secret behavior I was too ashamed to share with anyone. I often felt lonely, anxious, and depressed. I didn't know what to do with all the feelings I had, so when I was alone in the house, I'd go on hour-long binge sessions. I would finish entire boxes of cereal, half blocks of cheese, stacks of crackers, whatever I could get my hands on. Throughout these binges, it was almost like I had no control over my body. I would just eat, eat, and eat in a blackout state until I finally became conscious again. And when I became aware of time and space again, I felt physically sick to my stomach and disgusted with myself. I thought there was something broken within me, so I kept this behavior to myself. It wasn't until I joined the Air Force and was stationed in England that I began to experience body image issues as an adult. 
I started eating and drinking a ton and began putting on weight. I didn't notice what was happening until I saw pictures of myself. And when I did, I immediately became embarrassed. I asked family members and friends, why didn't you tell me? And they always responded me by telling me I was beautiful and they didn't even notice. What I didn't notice is the buried beliefs that I harbored about my weight determining my worth were about to come back to the surface. I spent the next few years obsessing over every morsel of food I ate and stressed every time I missed a workout. My weight cycled up and down and my self-worth fluctuated right with it. By the time I was 25 years old, I had tried every diet under the sun and I was desperate to find a solution. At that point, I had been in a relationship for almost three years and had still never shared my secret binges with my partner. In fact, I had worked so hard to build a reputation of being the fit girl that I felt I could never tell anyone. I was so ashamed, and even though I appeared to be thin and fit on the outside, I wasn't able to see that. I would tell myself, this is why you're so fat, you're out of control, along with many other harmful things. I was trying everything I could to be thin, intermittent fasting, waist trainers, diet pills, and my body kept pushing back by increasing my appetite. I now know that what she was trying to tell me was, I know you think you're being good to me, but this is harmful. I need nourishment and love. I'm not meant to be any smaller. The bigger my appetite became, the more I tried to suppress it. And the more I suppressed it, the more I binged. It was a vicious cycle. Then one day, I just felt like I had no more left in me. I was exhausted, depleted, and I felt helpless. I had worked so hard to build this dream body, and I didn't understand why I still didn't feel confident. I couldn't grasp why I was why it was so hard to love myself. Hadn't I earned it by working so hard to look good on the outside? I had a moment of clarity where I decided it just wasn't worth fighting my body anymore. I was going to let her win this battle. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is what it takes to be skinny and fit, I don't fucking want it anymore. When my boyfriend Jason came home that afternoon, I told him I was done obsessing over food in my body. I was tired of being at war with myself. I'm pretty sure we were both terrified that it meant I was quote unquote giving up on myself. But something deep inside me said I was making the right choice. So I trusted myself for what felt like one of the first times in my entire life. And what I didn't know at the time was that this simple decision would change the trajectory of my entire life. Changing my relationship to food and my body would not only heal me, it would also transform other parts of my life. Up until that point, I was led to believe in the all or nothing mentality. I felt like I had to choose between excellence or mediocrity. I honestly didn't know that there was an in-between. And it's something I feel like people often don't often talk about. And I personally feel like the roots of it in my own family came from church. Although we were taught in church that only God is perfect, 
We were also taught that we were supposed to strive for perfection in order to be accepted by God and into heaven. I also felt like I was discouraged to question the norm and just follow the crowd and trust in the plan. That's what I was supposed to do if I wanted to get into heaven, which I was taught was the ultimate purpose of life. But something felt off. What I was being taught didn't sit right with me. But it's something I didn't choose to question until way later on in life. Way later in life in this case came when I decided to give up the ongoing battle against food in my body. It's interesting how it worked out that way. I learned that living an all-or-nothing life was no longer working for me, and I never looked back. So that's chapter one. Chapter two is called Self-Love is the Best Love. Um, chapter three is going to be Your Relationships Matter. Chapter four is about food and exercise and my health journey. Chapter five will be about pleasure and fun. And then chapter six will be a bonus chapter on business building. So I don't know if this is really going to be a full length book or, you know, I don't know exactly how long it's going to be. And that's also why I want to self-publish. I don't know if it's something that I'm just going to give away on the blog or whatever. But yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you. And like I said, tell me your thoughts. Come out, come over to me on Instagram, Facebook, or by joining my email list by going to laurenkepler.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you again next week. But until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.